Kia ora. Welcome to Business Your Way, a podcast where I take you behind the scenes and look at the strategies, systems, and support needed to grow and scale an online service business. Because you deserve a business that doesn't feel like work, one that gives you energy and the resources to do what matters most to you. Whether it's figuring out where to spend your time, how to maximize your profitability, or streamlining your processes so things get done quickly and efficiently, my guests and I, we've got you covered. I'm your host, Sandra Julian, Indigenous mama of three, fashion-loving sewers, and business strategist. Each week, I want to help you dream big, plan well, and do the work to grow and scale your business your way. Hey friend, welcome to episode 17 of Business Your Way. Here we are midway through January and I'm sitting here with this snuffly nose despite it being midsummer here in New Zealand. I must have relaxed way too much over the summer break and my body is just going, all right, we're just going to get rid of all of this gunk so you're good to go. Well, that's what I'm telling myself anyway. So apologize for the funny voice for now. Probably feels a bit snuffly or muffled. Now, maybe you can't tell the difference. Maybe it's only me. But here we are, midway through January. So I'm guessing that you've taken some time to reflect on 2021. You've decided what you're leaving behind and what you're bringing into 2022. I know prior to Christmas, I saw a lot of content on social media and in my inbox promoting annual planning workshops and review guides and all of the things around planning for your best year yet. And lots of that comes out when you get to the end of the year. It's just like you're encouraged to clear the closet to get ready to fill the closet. I even saw some of it start to make its way into my inbox in October. And to be honest, in October, I was just getting stuck into my quarter four priorities and thinking about what I wanted to achieve in that last three months of 2021. So I've been ignoring all of that, you know, plan your year, plan your best year. Because honestly, I find that I need to finish up what I'm focused on before I can start looking ahead. Otherwise, I lose focus on what I'm doing now. And then I just do a bit of a half-assed job, if I'm honest. And it doesn't either get finished or it gets half-finished and I have to bring it over into the new quarter. And I really hate doing that. So I put my blinkers on at the end of last year and stopped myself from being completely overwhelmed with all of this chatter about planning your new year. And then I managed to really finish the year strong, tick off the projects that I had in Q4 last year and really finish the year going into the festive season with a sense of accomplishment. But in order for me to be able to block all of that out and not feel as though I should be listening and I really need to be doing that 
but I don't want to be doing that. What I did was I made a date with myself in my calendar. So then I knew, my brain knew that I had allocated time and space to reflect on 2021 and really think about what I wanted to achieve in 2022. And once I put that date in my calendar, it was then easy to turn on my blinkers and just focus on what I had in quarter four and to end last year really strong. So now we're halfway through January. I've had that date with myself. I spent a half a day revisiting my business lifestyle canvas and setting my annual goals. From there, I identified what projects will achieve my annual goals. And then I started creating a project plan for each of those projects. So I'm clear on the small actions that I need to take every day. Every day that I sit at my desk, I know exactly what I need to do. And those small daily actions are going to lead me to achieving my big goals. So today I thought I would share with you my implementation process so that you too can take your big dreams, which might seem like really big pipeline dreams that you have for yourself, and break them down into bite-sized daily actions that will see you achieve your goals in no time without the overwhelm of having to do all of the things. So are you ready? Let's get into it. So first things first, you need to set your vision. This is your one big overarching goal for the year. And we all know what a SMART goal is, don't we? So a SMART goal is making sure that your goal is specific, measurable, achievable, relevant and time bound. But to be honest, I am a big fan of Michael Hyatt's framework, which is for smarter goals. And so a smarter goal is a goal that's specific, measurable, actionable, risky, time bound, exciting and relevant. So I like the smarter goal because the R is for risky rather than uh, realistic. I think it is in a smart goal or oh, relevant. There's an extra R. So the, the first R is for risky, which means that in contrast to your goal being realistic, you want your goal to be slightly out of the box for you slightly stretch you it's going to take you beyond your comfort zone so I like that the first R is for risky and then the ER at the end of smarter is for exciting because your goal has to excite you right the goal has to get you out of bed when you're facing an obstacle in getting to your end result of your goal it has to motivate you to overcome the challenges when they come up because they will come up. So I really like the idea of Michael Hyatt's framework of a smarter goal. 
So an example of what this might look like is we have generated half a million dollars in revenue by working with 50 clients in our signature program by, say, 31 December 2022 and have a 30% profit margin. So that kind of goal is a really big goal because you might only be at a quarter of a million at the time that you set this goal. So it's slightly risky because you want to double your revenue in the next 12 months. You know how you're going to do it because you're going to work with 50 clients in your signature program. So you know how it's going to be measurable and you know how it's going to get you there. You've set a time-bound date by the end of this year, but you've also set a profit margin of 30%. Your profit margin at the moment might only be like 5 or 10%. So it's risky, it's stretching you, but it's exciting because that 30% profit margin, that's going to allow you to do more things in your life and more things in your business because you've got a bigger profit margin. So that's going to get you out of bed, you know, when things get tough, because you're like, well, just imagine what I could do with that 30% profit margin. So set yourself a really good, smarter goal. And as Napoleon Hill says, a goal is a dream with a deadline, but a smarter goal is much more than that, right? But now that you've got your vision nailed, I call this your vision, not just your one big goal. It's a vision because it seems really lofty at the time that you set it. And there are lots of moving parts that need to come into play for you to achieve that vision. And it's a vision that you can share with your team, that you can share everywhere so people know what you're aiming for, what that big vision is. If you've got a team, your team can buy into that vision. They can know where you're headed. So now that you've got your vision nailed with a smarter goal, now it's time to set three key priorities that align to your vision. And these priorities, I say three, Because any more than three priorities are going to be too much to achieve. You're going to fill your plate with things that might be unachievable. So we want to bring your vision down to three key priorities. And again, these key priorities, you want to frame them like SMART goals. So an example of a priority might be that You need to grow your email list to 10,000 subscribers by and put a date to it. So it's measurable, you know where you're headed and you know by when. Another key priority might be for you to systemize your client delivery process with standard operating procedures so that you can do more in less time. So you want to achieve that 30% profit margin. You want to be able to do more work in less time and you can achieve that when you systemize your processes and document them 
in an SOP. Another key priority might be to book 300 discovery calls so that you can book 50 new clients. Those ratios, that you'll have to assess those for whatever that looks like for your business. But break your vision down into three key priorities that align to that vision. No more than three. And these are still very high level. These are high level sub goals, if you want to put it that way. Now, when it comes down to how you're going to make money in your business this year, well, and every year really, this is the quality of your projects. So it's the projects that you focus on that are going to get you to achieving your goal and are going to make money in your business. So the next step in my process is for you to brainstorm all of the possible projects that you could undertake to achieve your priorities because that's the level above the projects is priorities. So just get on a whiteboard, on a piece of paper, open up a Google Doc, however you like to do your brainstorming, and just all of the possible projects that you could do that align to your priorities. There's no hard and fast rules about how many projects it might take to achieve your priorities. So after you brainstorm and you get it all out of your head and put it down on some paper, then take a look at everything that you've got. Spend, I would say, 20 minutes purely brainstorming. Don't think about whether it's a good, a bad or otherwise idea. Just get all the ideas out of your head and onto that piece of paper. Now you're going to evaluate these projects. You're going to evaluate each of your ideas against the priorities and you're going to ask the question, what priority will this project achieve? Now one project might align to two priorities. So you might look at one of your ideas and go, actually if we did this project, it's achieving two of our priorities. Well, it's working towards achieving two of our priorities. So let's put that on the let's consider that as a good project. So sift through all of your ideas and then categorize them into, you know, good projects to consider, okay projects, and no, they're off the table. So put them into three buckets great, good, not. Let's put it that way. And I've got some like examples of projects. So to get your brain thinking for when you are brainstorming all of your ideas. So one might be, one idea might be to participate in three trade shows. Because trade shows are going to generate leads for your business. That's usually the idea about participating in a trade show. Or you might look to host four webinars during the year. And these webinars, they could be paid or they could be free. They could provide value and they could build your email list of right fit clients. Because if someone's prepared to give up 
and half an hour or an hour of their time to attend a webinar, it's because you're talking about a topic that they're interested in. So getting them onto your email list means that they are interested in what you've got to offer. So these projects could literally be anything. And they're going to be different for every business. So now you've decided on your projects, you want to get your calendar out. And you want to plot out these projects onto your calendar, thinking about the best time of the year and what else is going on in your business to deliver these projects. What's the best time for you? What's the best time for your target audience or your ideal client? For example, the end of a financial year here in New Zealand is 31 March every year. So if your target audience is accountants, I would probably avoid March and April because that's probably the busiest time of their year and they won't be looking at doing any kind of webinars or going to trade shows or, you know, they'll just have their head down looking at client work. So whatever it is for your particular industry, think about not only what's best for you, but what's best for your potential clients and when would be the best time to deliver that particular project. You also want to spread your projects out across the year. And one project might rely on another project being delivered before it. So you might want to take a look at your projects you've got and think about which one would be best delivered first, second, third, and so on. So think about how that, how that spans out across your year. And so then plot those out on your annual calendar because it's at this point that you might say to yourself, wow, that is too many projects to be delivering this year. We're just not going to achieve everything because it's not till you take those projects and you put them on a calendar that your brain starts to think about, whoa, that's a lot of work. Because you'll know how much work goes into one of those projects. Some might be short projects, some might be much bigger projects. So you need to think about all of the pre-work that needs to go into achieving a project and getting that project ticked off. So the exercise where you actually get out your 12-month calendar and start plotting your project into the months not into the days, but into the months, that again is a weeding out process. What projects are you going to take off the calendar? And what projects are you going to leave on the calendar? And what order are they going to go in? And before you know it, you've got a really high level plan of what your year looks like and how you're going to achieve that big vision that you've set for yourself. By the time you get to this phase, it's achievable. You can see that it's coming together and you can see how it's going to be achievable, but you can also see how it's going to stretch you a little bit. But here's where I see people make a couple of mistakes. One, they either create a project plan for every project on the calendar. 
So they try and flesh out a project plan for every project that they've got planned in the next 12 months. Or they don't create a project plan at all. And then on a daily basis, they're just winging it. They're just going, what do I need to do today to get to where I need to be? And that's where the overwhelm sets in. That's when stress really becomes a burden. So hopefully that's not you. But if it is, here's what's going to be different for you this year. You're going to create a full project plan for each project that you've got planned for quarter one only. This is super important because your goal and your priorities might change during the year. And this is completely normal. You know, if you think of the last two years, if it's taught us anything, it's taught us how to be more agile. And dare I say it, allow us to pivot when we need to. But regardless of, you know, just the last two years that we've been through, we need to give ourselves permission to change our goals and to shift our priorities as we move through the year. You know, getting to our big goals, we might learn new things, come across different tools, have a different perspective as the journey to achieving that big goal takes place. So getting to your goal, yes, it's a destination. So you can say, yes, I achieved that. But it's also a journey, the journey of where you are now and how you are going to evolve and how your team's going to evolve over time to get to that big vision. Your vision might not change that much, but maybe the priorities or the projects are going to change for quarter two, quarter three, or quarter four. So I'm a big proponent for only putting into place the project plans one quarter at a time. So we're not going to overwhelm ourselves with a ton of work, but you have a plan in place so you know what needs to be done, when it needs to be done, and you get to know how you're progressing towards your goal and you're able to manage your business with intention when you're only planning projects one quarter at a time. So we're planning our year. We know what the high level work looks like. We know what projects we've got ahead of us, but we're only putting the project plans in place one quarter at a time and we're remaining in charge of our business and we're reducing that overwhelm. So for each project, you're going to identify the key milestones in each project. This is your next step. A project is likely to have many milestones. So these milestones, they are key dates in your project when a cluster of tasks have to be completed. I think about it in relation to my event agency using a key milestone date for us to know when we're opening registrations for a particular event. So we decide on, obviously, when the event date is going to be, 
And then we decide the next key milestone after that is deciding when registrations will open. And then everything else gets reversed engineered around where we are now, where registrations will open and when the event will take place. So think about your milestones in your project in a similar vein. What are some key things that have to be done or some key dates that you want to hit to know that you're on track with your project? So brainstorm all of your milestones for one project and then do that for the projects that you've got planned for quarter one. The next phase is to create the tasks that lead to each milestone. Well, the tasks that lead to each milestone being achieved. And I'm saying every little task needs to be given a line on your plan, a date when it needs to be done by, and it needs to be allocated to a person. So this is your nitty gritty, who needs to do what by when. And I want to give you an example of really what this looks like when I say we're getting into the nitty gritty of getting things done. So an example is when we announce that registrations for an event are about to open or are open, we usually send an email to a database of people. And the tasks that go into sending that email, there is five tasks that need to happen, that need to be ticked off, in order to achieve sending one email announcing the registrations are open. And that includes writing the email content that will be allocated a date and a person. The email content is approved because usually we have that content approved by someone other than the person that wrote it. Then the email content is uploaded to the email marketing software. A test email is then sent and it's approved, again by a person other than the person that put it into the software. We're just checking that it's formatted correctly, that it didn't have any typos when it came across to the to the software. And then the final step is that the email is scheduled. Now this whole process of sending this one email could involve two or three people, depending on how big your team is. If there's just you, it might be just you, but it might be done over two or three days. So you really want to make sure that your tasks are broken down into its simplest step. And there might be a cluster of steps to do that one task. So I think of these as subtasks to the main task. So my main task was to send an email to the database announcing that registrations are opening. And then we had five subtasks to achieve that. So you'll get really granular when you are putting your tasks to your milestones in your project plan. And then once you've done all of that, I would highly recommend creating your project plan in a project management tool that is cloud-based. This way you can collaborate with other team members 
or even contractors, depending on whether your team is in the same office or whether you are a completely remote team. My favorite project management tool, and believe me, I've tried, I can't tell you how many over the years, my favorite project management tool is monday.com. If you want to test drive this project management tool, then I've got an affiliate link for you. Um, I will drop it into the show notes, but it's sandrajulian.co forward slash monday.com. And I love, 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 love monday.com because it's visually appealing and I'm a visual person. It's completely customizable. So there's no more standard columns. You have to do it this way. You can only look at it like this. There are all these different views that you can choose depending on what you're using. You can break it down into groups which are color-coded. It's just a lot of fun and everything is in there. We can make notes against tasks. We can mention other team members, have conversations, never have to use our email to communicate about a task on a project plan. It's all done in monday.com. Like I am a super fan. And if you want to take that one step further, then I've got a VIP day. So you can book in, have a VIP day with me. I set up your project plan in monday.com so you can get on and do other things. Then all you have to worry about is using it, not setting it up, not looking and fluffing around, all of that. I'll do all the setup for you. I'll create a video, show you how to use your project plan, and then you're off to the races. So if you have got any questions about monday.com or you want to know more about having a VIP day with me so I can set up your monday.com project plan, then reach out to me on Instagram. Send me a DM. I am at sandrajulian.co on Instagram. I'd love to hear from you around any questions that you've got around, you know, using monday.com as your project management tool. Especially if what you're using right now, it's not working for you. It just seems to be another job that you have to do. You're not referring to it every day. Or it doesn't present your projects like you want to look at them. If it's not giving you what you want to take action and be excited about looking at your project management tool every day and it telling you what to do next then I'd highly recommend, you know, reaching out. Let's have a conversation about that. So let's recap. If you want to achieve your big dreams with daily bite-sized action, you'll need to, one, set your vision, your one big goal for the year that you're going to share with your team. Two, you're going to set three goals to achieve your vision. And remember, only three. Then you're going to identify what projects will achieve your goals and your priorities. Then you're going to brainstorm the key milestones for each project and reverse engineer a timeline to get that project done. 
And then you're going to list out all of the tasks that need to be done for each milestone. And then lastly, you're going to put it all into a project management tool like monday.com so you can collaborate with your team members and you've got a reference of what you need to do every day when you sit down at your desk to get to work. Now, if you want to dive into all of these steps, I've got a step-by-step guide for you. And this includes some diagrams. So if you're a visual person like me, you can see how this all comes together visually. So go get your hands on this step-by-step PDF guide at sandrajulian.co forward slash plan. I'll also put that link into the show notes for you. And I really hope that this has been helpful to you. So you don't get to the end of 2022, you look back with disappointment because overwhelm got the better of you. I want you to get to work every day on the action items that you've already mapped out so you can celebrate your daily wins, your quarterly wins and getting to achieve that big dream by the end of the year. We got 12 months. 12 months to achieve one big vision. This is completely doable when you break it down into bite-sized actions and not wing it every day when you get to your desk. I'm standing against the wing it attitude and we're going to get planning so we know exactly where we're going and how we're going to get there. If you've got any questions about anything that I've covered in this episode, because I know we covered a lot, then, you know, reach out to me in the DMs over on Instagram. Again, my handle is sandrajulian.co on Instagram. And could you do me a big favor? If this episode was helpful for you, could you share it with a friend? All of the links to this week's episode are in the show notes. Simply take the link and email it to a friend or email it to a colleague. You can even share it on social media. Just take a screenshot of your podcast player, share it over on social media. You can tag me. If you tag me, then I'm going to give you a shout out and repost your tag. But again, any questions, just reach out. And I will see you back here next week, same time, when I'll have another juicy episode for you to kickstart 2022 with the right actions. I'll talk to you again soon.